Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central simpler communications fantasy today's episode is brought to you by flex fantasy and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all when you sign up for a free account and download the flex fantasy app you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Bader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I can feel it in the air. It's our lucky night because it is a cashing Friday night with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you have not done so already. That way you get notified when we have new content available to you. And make sure you're staying up to date with the show when you're on the go. When you download us on your favorite podcast app, give us that five-star review. really does help us out. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Christopher Dowhauer, and we're ready to cash some tickets, right, Chris? Ready to cash some tickets and ready to talk about some winners. I think today's one of our big days where we talk about some of our giveaways that we do and kick off our show usually with DFS. So the part of the big reason we encourage you, other than winning your own money for DFS, is also to enter, as Dan kind of talked about, versus him and the chance to win our great prizes. Yeah, absolutely. We do have the Wheel of Names today because it is the kickoff of the new month, and this is, I didn't realize this until today, but this is actually our last month of giveaways. It's the last month we're going to have the DFS contest because there's only about a month left in the season. There's another week here or there, give or take. I don't know how the giveaway for that, but this is the last full month we have. So as far as I'm concerned, this might be the last chance you get to win an autographed jersey, frankly. But we do have the Bill Bates jersey that we're giving away today. We'll have the Wheel of Names 
uh, wheel, spin it. We'll, we'll spin it on uh, when Jazz comes here in the second half of the show. So this is what we're giving away today, the Bill Bates jersey. Next month will be this, the John Randall NFL Top 100 jersey, the Jameson Williams jersey. Finally got sent out into the mail last week. And I hope PE Girl 09, you got it. You should have gotten it by now. So hopefully they got it and they are enjoying that present. In order to join, it's completely free. You can do it one of two ways. You can either join us on our free DFS DraftKings tournament style contest. The link is in the comments on our YouTube channel. It's also up and available when you go to at Show on our social media pages. The other way that you can compete is by going to flex.fan slash bellyupff, taking on the MDFF show in the arena. I do have my direct challenge link also in the comments and on social media at bellyupmdff show. So those are the two ways that you can get involved. Chris, we had, you and me, had a very uh, good fantasy month, I guess, because we only had two people in the entire month qualify for the wheel of names today yes we want your participation but you got to earn your spot to get these gifts and that means you got to win our tournaments or you got to beat me and uh those things were not happening most of these weeks you won i believe it was you who won last week so we cut we cut off any winners there and we only have two guys it's going to be sloppy stakes and brian a killian who are the only two who are going to be up for the bill bates prize today so congrats to them we will get to that in the second half of the show so make sure you stay tuned for that and join our tournaments moving forward. And I also want to throw this out there. If you do win a week, come back and play again. Because all, all it'll do, if you win again, it'll put more names, more of your name into the wheel of names, upping your chances. So it is not, it is not a uh, one win and then you're done type of deal. You can keep coming back and back for more. So that's flex.fan slash bellyupff. And then also join the DraftKings tournament. Okay, Chris. So today... Of course, we have our DFS lineups that we're going to try to help some people find some values on, some players we really like who have some upside, some big ceilings heading into the week. We always want to kick that thing off. I always want to start with you. And, of course, the quarterback position being the utmost position. And when you, when you, when you pick a lineup, what position do you start with? Do you start with the quarterback position? I don't always. Sometimes I do. It depends. So I like to try to mix it up as kind of like a little quirky thing that I do. I like to call, you know, start from top to bottom or from bottom to top and mix it up that way. So sometimes I like the quarterback position because I usually feel like that's, you know, one of the key things you're building around. Do you want to spend there? Do you not want to spend there? Then I usually tell, sometimes I'll switch it around where I look at the defenses first and kind of work my way up because quite often defenses, you know, like they kind of cut corners. But as you're kind of working it up, you see what your flex options are out there. And they're really cheap ones. And then you get to your tight end position. Do you want to spend there or not? Sometimes when I get to the tight end, I'm automatically go cheap because you already spent your money on great receivers or running backs. So sometimes switching around, you realize like, you know what? It's the week to play Travis Kelsey or it's week to pick Mark Andrews. So that's just kind of how I mix it up for myself. But I think there's different strategies out there. Absolutely. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, it's always the top of your list. So I think a lot of people probably start with it. Just curious, but who's your quarterback? Yeah. So my quarterback though, is going to be Mr. Jalen hurts this week. I, I think there's different options. We'll talk about some of those available. But I'm going with the guy who's been very consistent, has the floor, and has the opportunity to have a nice matchup. Taking on a Tennessee defense that is improving, but I think you can definitely expose around the field. I think you're going to see the Mr. Receiver on that team have an extra grind on the Eagles. Mr. A.J. Brown's going to probably be looking to be involved in this game. So I think as a result, you know, you're going to, you, as you saw last week, even when they run the ball, Hurts is effective with Miles Sanders and him both being really effective on the ground. But they throw the ball, which I think they can definitely do versus Tennessee. 
you you have big play opportunities. So Jalen Hurst's guy can kind of beat you both ways and one of the safest floors you can have in your lineups. Yeah, I'm certainly looking for him to get it done through the air this week. Simmons is going to play for the Tennessee Titans, so that'll help the physicality. They'll help against the run stuffing. But while they were improving, since they lost Caleb Farley a couple of weeks ago, they've kind of reverted back as far as the coverage goes from what we saw in the beginning of the season. So they've been very vulnerable in the back end of the secondary. I do like A.J. Brown quite a bit this this week. Of course, I had him ranked in the top five in a revenge game and a match that sets up really well. And I do think Jalen Hurts will be a big part of that throwing the ball. So I do like the play there, paying up a little bit at the quarterback position. I did not pay up at the quarterback position, though. I went down. I actually went below 6,000. I went 5,900 to Mr. Trevor Lawrence, who is my QB9 this week against the Detroit Lions. It's a game in which has a good opportunity to be a shootout within its own right with the way these two teams match up against each other. Lawrence coming off a fantastic game against the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't know if it's because I've always been a Lawrence fan, but I felt like last week against the Ravens was his signature I've arrived, the bell has gone off, it has clicked for me, and I think it's going to be pretty good production here for Trevor Lawrence here on out. I just feel like that was a big confidence builder last week, and now he gets a plus matchup here. He's been the QB9 already this season, and I think 300 yards and three touchdowns is very much within the realm of possibility again this week, and he's a cheap price. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily you know, the game-changing thing for him that's going to, you know, for his career, but I do think that it's trending in the right direction, and it was definitely great after the you know, two games back-to-back where he's been really good, and he talked about, you know, being at number nine already as it was, but you're seeing the efficiency on the field and in, you know, on your stat sheets for fantasy-wise. So I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely a great option, especially at a cheap price versus a good, you know, a Detroit defense you could definitely take advantage of, a, a game that you to could be a high-scoring game. And you know, like I said, a guy who's back-to-back weeks been really efficient and looks like he's, you know, get his mechanics back. Um, and I think that's going to be key for them kind of moving forward. And there's not a team they're necessarily facing that's going to, you know, lights it up. The one curiosity I do have is to see with Hutchinson already kind of talking junk to Jacksonville. Does he try to make it interesting for it? Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's always funny, but it, it doesn't really matter with these with these teams. I don't think yeah. so anyway. Uh, what's what's your RB one this week? Yes, my RB one. Um, you jumped off your page. You were so yeah, good, so excited to give him. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm kind of sticking to that game. I'm going with Jamal Williams, a guy who doesn't hasn't really been efficient <laughs> the last few weeks. Um, a guy who's you know not been involved in the passing attack, but it doesn't matter because he scores touchdowns playing a Jacksonville defense that you can score nothing but touchdowns first. As you talked about, this game could be a very high scoring game. Jamal Williams, six thousand dollars, means an absolute steal. So I think he's a guy I'm having my lap this week. I laugh because I also have Jamal Williams in my RB1, and I laughed because part of my analysis is going to be, well, I think he's contrarian play this week because he doesn't catch the ball in these tournament leagues, and of course, Chris takes my guy right off the bat, and we don't we don't share these lineups beforehand, by the way, so these reactions are live. Yeah, you said it best. The guy leads the league in rushing touchdowns. He's had, I believe it's four games at least this year where he's had two or more touchdowns in a single game. This sets up very well for that to happen yet again this week. Now, DeAndre Swift, who I do want to talk about in the value players when we get out of our lineups a little bit, his touches, his snap count, they go up a little bit last week, but it didn't matter because Jamal Williams all year long has been the guy inside the five and been the guy who's been getting the majority of the touches. I expect at least two touchdowns in this one. And again, when we talk about DraftKings, we talk about DFS in general, you're looking for one and you're looking for one and or two times and a half, excuse me, of their, of their points is with their price tag. So with Jamal Williams, you're looking for 15 fantasy points. 
If I'm getting two touchdowns, I'm getting plus 15 fantasy points. That makes him a good value by that standpoint. And it's just, he's, he's LeGarrette Blunt this year. That That's what he is. He is LeGarrette Blunt this year. Uh, so I love Jamal Williams there. I'm actually, oh, I just realized I'm going to have to change out my RB2. But uh, <laughs> Chris, who's your RB2? Yeah, my RBD is going to be uh, Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears, which the, not only does Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers own, Aaron Jones owns Chicago, a guy that he runs all over. He's been looking more explosive. He continues to carry their offense. He's kind of their you know, prime playmaker. Um, so he's going to be a guy I think continue to be involved in the passing attack and also the running attack. The guy, of course, touchdowns here or there, but I like the floor, the ceiling, because he can be most explosive and involved you know, throughout the game. Yeah, I, I just switched my RB2 to um, Antonio Gibson. I did have it Jalen Warren. And if Najee doesn't play, it will go back to Jalen Warren. But after all of a sudden not practicing for two days, Najee's like, oh, I'm going to play. I'm going to play Sunday. I'm going to play. Now it's just coming from the player's mouth. He's questionable. We'll have to see exactly what happens. If he does not go, Jalen Warren at $4,900 would be the guy. He has a questionable tag, which is weird because he practiced in full all week long. Benny Snell is a little bit banged up with a knee issue, apparently picked up during practice, finished out the week in a limited session. But regardless, we know what Benny Snell is. When Jalen Warren's been out there, he's been the one-for-one handcuff for Najee Harris, and he's the guy who catches the ball, and he has a great match against the Atlanta Falcons. So that will be who my guy will be if Najee does not play. If he does play with the way this lineup is constituted money-wise right now, I would probably go back to Antonio Gibson. Everyone's getting all high and mighty. I've noticed this week on uh, Brian Robinson, because he finally had one week where he caught a ball, I guess. His efficiency wasn't really much different than what it's been during the regular season anyway. And these two guys have gone back and forth with who's been the leading bell cow when they're in more competitive games, which I expect this to be against the Giants. Antonio Gibson's been the guy leading the way because he's the one who actually gets the pass catching work. So at $5,200, I do think he's a good value there as well. Yeah, I really like to value if he's healthy and he's playing. That's one of the key things. I know he's questionable going into this game. They pretty game. much came out and said he's playing today. That, that, that was, yeah, that I, was didn't, I didn't know they had cleared Okay, so I yeah I hadn't no, I hadn't seen that. I know they were talking about you know they're hoping he'd be quite, he'd be out there. I'm with you the Brian Robinson thing. You know Brian Robinson isn't anything special. He's not very explosive. I do think he's going to get the, you know the main chance in the sense to kind of shine. But I think Gibson's price tag gives you the opportunity for a great opportunity for that price tag at a guy who usually is involved in passing attack. All right. So who's your wide receiver one? Did you stack? I will get you. Know, I could. I'll just. You know, if you want to skip to that guy, then I'll skip to that yeah, guy. Just, so, go, just go, yes. go to your stack guy. So that's actually who I have my flex. Um, I have okay. Watson in my flex, um, and Watson's going to be. I have him, you know, as my stack in a sense with my running, my running back and Aaron Jones. Oh, I'm sorry, you go with the quarterback position. I don't oh, know. Yeah, how I was saying quarterback. Okay, no, okay. I thought not, you were going to go no, quarterback. No, 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 ah, okay. Well, then never mind. Don't, don't, don't spoil alert. Go back to your wide receiver one. Yeah. Ignore me. <laughs> All right. So my receiver one. Uh, was actually Keenan Allen, uh, a guy who is the receiver one as long as Justin Herbert's the quarterback and as long as he's healthy on the Chargers field, um, playing an absolute fantastic matchup um, versus the Raiders team. So Keenan Allen, for me, is a guy who has a very, very safe floor. And if he can score touchdowns one of these days, which I think Vegas has he to He did do last week. Yes, he did. Um, so Keenan Allen, as I said, you know, is Justin Herbert's best friend. And you'll continue to look for him. And I think that won't change anything versus the Raiders. So I love his price tag. I love his opportunity this week. It's another game that could be very high scoring, uh, which could would, would lead the way, of course. And now that he's got a couple of weeks under his belt of conditioning. We might see more of the Keenan Allen of old where he's getting those 10 catches for 100 yards and maybe a touchdown on top of that. That is his ceiling, especially against this Raider team right now that is in the range of outcomes. So I do like Keenan Allen quite a bit at his price tag, too. A guy that I was considering, uh, but we'll get into why I did not in just a minute. 
I did stack my quarterback. That's what I did. I went with Christian Kirk at $6,300. It's one of the best value stacks you're going to find this week, plain and simple, with Trevor Lawrence, $5,900, and Christian Kirk at sixty-three. I know last week was the Zay Jones show, but that's because the Baltimore Ravens, they keyed in on Christian Kirk. The Detroit Lions don't have that same capability, and Kirk's been the guy. He gets featured. He plays in the slot, and that's the one area. I shouldn't say the one area, but that's from the best area to attack the Detroit Lions. They can sometimes hold perimeter receivers in check to some degree, but they can't do anything about the middle of the field right now. I expect Christian Kirk to have another big game. I have him as a wide receiver 11 with some upside from that standpoint, and I'm going with my bargain stack, if you will, of the week. Yeah, I, I think well, I'll go to a bargain stack later when we give some of our, our tips, um, but I do think that's a better play that you can kind of do. Um, I think that you know when you look at what they bring to the table, when you talk about the price tag, Christian Kirk, $6,300, a guy who's been, you know, very productive week in, week out. Now, Zay Jones has seen back-to-back weeks, you know, 9, 10, 9, 10 targets. It's something he's seen earlier in the year. But the thing about Christian Kirk is he's kind of always eaten throughout the time. So as you kind of alluded to, he's the guy they use all over the field, similar to St. Brown on the other side of Detroit. Um, and I think that's where you, Christian Kirk has the opportunity to kind of shine out, especially at that price tag. I like it. I like it. Okay, who's your wide receiver too now? So I'm going to kind of go with more of a gut feeling on this one and a little bit, you know, Outside the box, maybe, but from what I'm going for, I, I saw last week. I'm with Amari Cooper. Um, I watched this Dolphins team without Derek Stingley or for the, the Texans be able to throw whatever, wherever they wanted to. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to basically have his preseason game this week. He's going to have to try to get some of the kinks out and work it out, try to get on the same page as number one receiver. So why not Amari Cooper getting kind of a decent amount of targets, getting a chance to have some big plays in his opportunity? And I think Deshaun Watson looked for him in the red zone. So with Njuku hurt. Cooper and you know, I think um, <clears throat> people's Jones have good value. So I think looking, you know, what the we know probably going to be easy Cleveland running attack. There should be big plays with her in the passing attack as well. Or Cooper for me is a nice little cheering play, but also a guy who I think is a great value. It's interesting. Now, la- like last week, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they both like boat raced to 85 yards in like the first half and then stopped because, well, the Dolphins dominated the game. Are you at all concerned that the Browns could be in a similar situation? No, I think it's actually, like I said, I think it's, for Deshaun, this is going to be your, your first kind of live action. You're going to want him to get any reps in the sense as he can. So I don't think there's going to be any eagerness to take him off the field. They're going to be trying to continue to keep it going. Just flowing. He's, you know, throws out there seven touchdowns. Why stop him? I mean, I feel, I feel what Cleveland's looking right now is they want some kind of spark, right, as long as you can. And you have to get this guy's reps. Live action is the best way to do that. So I, I don't see them. I actually am really encouraged that this is going to be his first game back. Um, and I think that, you know, the better, the more they get up, the more chances that he gets actually get some cupcake touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. They could let him get the revenge game. Got to get him going. It, it's it's a fair argument. Uh, my wide receiver, too, is Garrett Wilson going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Great matchup. He's been the lead guy. And as long as Zach Wilson's not the starting quarterback, Garrett Wilson gets the feast. Whether it's Joe Flacco, Mike White, whatever the case may be, he gets the ball, he gets to make big plays, and he gets the score. And he's only $5,300. That is a misprice by DraftKings right there. Take advantage of it. Plug him into your lineups. Yeah, so just to kind of you know, go over that, in fact, basically the four games that Garrett Wilson uh, didn't play with Zach Wilson. He's gone over 90 yards to score a touchdown in the four games he has Zach Wilson. We all know what that looked like. So the key thing, though, basically is 90 yards or a touchdown. That's receiver one potential. I have him in a lot of lines. I didn't put him in this line because I kind of thought you might. And I also <laughs> thought that he's been a good value. So I wanted to kind of give a little even deeper value that I think people could kind of be a contrarian play, but a 
wonderful value upside. I'll go with Elijah Moore, $3,700. And that's similar games you talked yeah, about. Playing the slot receiver, Mike White won't necessarily be up the same kind of pace they were at last work for Chicago. So Jets will continue to kind of push the ball and score. I like Elijah Moore as a guy who's closer to the, you know, the line of scrimmage in a sense uh, in the slot position. And I think he's been, you saw the big plays last week. You might see more involvement this week. Versus Vikings secondary is terrible. Also, their slot's probably one of the worst you could take advantage of. So, put all those together. I think Elijah Moore is a quiet, nice steal, $3,700. And their backside, Andrew Bruth, he's going to be out now, too. I, uh, Moore hit the big play last week, but the involvement, like you laid out, that's the key for me because he still played half the amount of snaps of a Corey Davis who returned for the first time last week. He still only had two targets at the end of the day. Great contrarian play at $3,700 to talk about DFS. There's no, there's no problems with it there. It's just really interesting to me that he still is really not that involved when you actually look at it relative to the other wide receivers, especially in Davis's case in his first game back from injury. Well, I think he's also kind of the usage of Jarvis encouraged by him, and that's Elijah Moore is now the slot receiver. Davis played more snaps because he lines up on the outside. He's a blocker, so they do a lot of two, you know, early two-receiver sets in this offense, and you're going to see predominantly the bigger guys. Uh, and Wilson kind of be that guy who is the slot receiver in those two receiver sets. But when they go three receiver sets and they're throwing the ball around, which we've seen more potentially to do with Joe Flacco or Mike White, Elijah Moore usually can get more involved because teams are going to adapt to Wilson, as you kind of alluded to. And that usually is a guy, a slot position, who's very explosive and kind of waiting, I think, for his big game. It's a signature for Trevor Lawrence. I think Elijah Moore waiting, just give me give me the ball. Give me, give me five times and watch what happens. No, I I, I agree with you. Uh, and he should be getting more love, and hopefully that does turn a corner soon. I hate watching good talent get wasted. So that was – all right, no, I'm confused. I gave you Garrett third, Wilson, so we're, we're on your yeah. receiver three now. Okay. So that was that was my receiver three, so we're now on to the that flex. Was, okay, okay. All right, no, no, no. So we, I got to get my receiver three, which I think is the same as your flex if, if I uh, heard you correctly before. I have Christian Watson in there at $5,200 as my wide receiver three. I already talked about him. Actually, I have a clip out of him right now on TikTok pages and Instagram. If you follow us there, uh, about talking about uh, Christian Watson and the fact that the guy's had six touchdowns in three games, the fact that he's playing against Chicago, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in this game. From a redraft and a head-to-head standpoint, I am a little bit worried that this thing could bounce back towards Lazard, who's been on a three-game cold streak, and he's still a main weapon that Rodgers trusts who is very good in the red zone. And would I be surprised one iota if it was Alan Lazard this week instead of Christian Watson? No, I wouldn't be surprised. But Watson's been too much on fire, and he has the big playability to what you're looking for in DFS in particular, which is to win you the week, to be a wide receiver one. He has that potential right now with the way he's playing, especially in this matchup. And at that price tag, again, kind of like Garrett Wilson, this is too good. Yeah, 100% agree that as you talked about having my flex um, you know, Williams, we talked about his, his potential and his touchdown production. Watson scored touchdowns almost you know, at a proficient rate, whether it's been the big player or just being used to the red zone. I hear you with Lazard, but I also think, you know, it doesn't hurt him, and Dobbs might be back as well this week, and people have been concerned about Dobbs that. Out. Oh, he's definitely out. Cause I he's thought, out. I, okay, so he's definitely out. Um, but regardless, I think it doesn't hurt Watson at all. What you've seen is the guy is going to be somebody who's earned Aaron Rodgers' trust, is a guy he looks for. And Lazard's not kind of healthy yet. I think that's kind of why you're not seeing him, you know, be featured. But he's still not the same kind of receiver. Watson brings so much more explosiveness to the field, and you can use him in different ways, whether it's screens, whether it's, you know, in the red zone, whether it's launching down the field. I think what you're seeing is this is the guy that they're going to kind of build their offense more around. 
I think other guys were more complimentary pieces. So that's why I have Watson and the price tag. Then you talk about the upside. It's definitely something I'm yeah, I t- totally agree. And there, yeah, with Dobbs, we're talking about him coming back week 15. Remember, the Packers have a bye week next week. So they're talking about him coming back after the bye week there. All right, so that's your flex guy. My flex is Nick Chubby-Wubby against the Houston Texans because the Houston Texans and Nick Chubb's awesome. Chris, Derrick Henry rushes for 200 yards the last, I think it's four times, maybe five times against Houston Texans now. Nick Chubb doesn't get to play them ever. He's like the same guy. What's going to happen now this week with, uh, with a team that's barely playing Kareem Hunt, not really letting him touch the ball. Nick Chubb gets to dominate. Maybe they try to get Deshaun Watson some few cheap, cheap touchdowns, but that's only going to be set up by the running game of Nick Chubb at $8,000 and paying up for him against Houston in my flex position. Yeah, I bet it's a quarterback because I, you know, I was looking a little bit differently. I thought it was a lot of guys that are cheaper and a good price of value. So I was going to go with the guy who I thought if I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to, have, you know, I want to lock. Um, but I agree with that. For me, Nick Chubb's the lock at running back, where you know you're going to get your money's worth. So if you're going to spend up at running back, spend up on Nick Chubb because it doesn't matter as you know whether he catches the ball or not. He's been productive week in week out, and it's a fantastic smash opportunity versus the Texans in this offense. Who's your tight end? So I went with Pat Fermuth. You don't always know what's going to happen in Pittsburgh's offense. You don't always know who they're going to throw the ball to. Pickens has been the guy they have primarily been using more often. But Pat Fermuth continues to do Pat Fermuth things, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, whether it's whoever they have back in Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter. Pick it. It's always going to be going to the tight end position four or six times a game. He continues to kind of be a guy who's involved, and you can advise involved and also in the red zone, playing a Colts deep. not sorry, <clears throat> coming up with after playing Colts defense, playing Atlanta defense, but you can definitely take advantage of their secondary and their safety position. So I like Pat Farmer moves to play all the running game, what you're going to have to do kind of you know, the running backs you like in this game for Pittsburgh. So part of that usually is when they try to stop the run, the tight end gets more involved and gets opportunity for touchdowns. So like Pat Farmer and like the price tag, if you're not going to spend up, spend down $4,300. Yeah, I like the price tag with the matchup in particular when it comes to Pat Farmer. Uh, I went with George Kittle. At $5,000, the cheapest I've ever seen George Kittle be. Miami Dolphins, I talked about earlier this week, third worst team against the tight ends. George Kittle, the last time he got a plus matchup was the Arizona Cardinals. He had two touchdowns and 85 yards in that game. We might not have Debo Samuel. He was not able to practice in Friday. Basically, it was a very, very limited session where he actually didn't really do anything. So if Debo's not going to be out there, this passing attack is going to have to be centered around Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Kittle having the best matchup within that in a game which could be back and forth with the way these two teams are built. So I'm I'm going big on George Kittle here at really a bargain price tag, frankly, for a tight end who could be number one in the week. Yeah, I mean, it's always a bargain tag price tag for George Kittle. The guy who's got phenomenal talent. Hasn't been this cheap. Whenever... No, but it's usually pretty cheap, and it's it's why kinds of run the you know the, the range between the the guys that you're a dime a dozen and the Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews usually sits right there in the middle week in week out around that you know third spot around that fifty two to fifty five hundred dollar price tag is very cheap. Um, and then I think it's a good matchup. That's the play. George Kittle's that guy has always has a smash opportunity if they ever you know, use the talent properly. A great matchup they can do so. Who's your defense? So, you know, I'm not big on spending on defense. Um, so I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week. I like the value, though, because now also don't think it's necessarily buying too far down. Atlanta team that I don't think is impressive offensively and likes to run the ball all the time. Well, guess what? Pittsburgh can stop the run again in this year. We've only got 125 yards twice this entire season combined. Um, so that's, you know, Atlanta's averaging 
uh, very similar numbers per game. So I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to kind of be able to shut them down. And I like just what I can see for Pittsburgh's defense moving forward. You have to give me oh, one sec. I'm going to say, and by the way, you can also say uh, Watt is returned. So the opportunity for some sacks and some turnovers is also there. Mm, I'm still working on trying. We're having a little tech. Am I leaving? I'm here. Can you hear me? You can't see my camera, but can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, let's 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 work let's work with that. And so I'm trying to get this. Maybe during the break, I'll be able to get this off uh, for figured out real quick. I don't know what Streamyard is doing. All of a sudden, it doesn't think my camera is like working on another stream somewhere or something. I have no idea. Uh, updates suck, by the way. Yeah. Forty nine defense. Black access. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 49ers defense is who I'm going with here. Uh, $3,100. So it's a pretty good price tag for what's a pretty good defense. And if Teron Armstead is not going to play, which I know Mike McDaniel is holding out hope, but let's be real. He hasn't been able to practice all week. I don't see it being able to happen. What happened when he left last week against Houston? Oh, that's right. Tua was sacked two or four plays. And they're like, okay, okay, Tua, you go sit on the bench before you get hurt. Yeah, Nick Bosa is going to feast on this offensive line. I'm going with sacks. I'm going with turnovers. Even if they get up points, I don't care because I think you get the fantasy aspect that you get, especially a $3,100 price tag with this defense. I like the 49ers defense this week. Yeah, definitely going to be an interesting contrarian play. I'm sure those people are kind of expecting this game to be a little different. The Dolphins offense is you know, being productive. The 49ers defense has been you know really good this entire season. Number one, I think, I believe right now. So uh, kind of playing at home as well could be an interesting matchup. And definitely, like I said, a trade and play. Not a bad price tag for $3,100 either. Yeah, so uh, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break because <laughs> I got to get this figured out. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, hopefully, when we come back on the other side, I'll have this all sorted out. We'll just go right to Chaz Florida. We're going to skip our uh, player values for this week. When we come back on the other side, we'll have our wheel of names for the Bill Bates giveaway. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back with you guys right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt the couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if you're special, someone someone is upset you're watching watching football all day, day, at least you can can look good good doing it. it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million million men find the perfect fit fit at an affordable price. price. Our listeners listeners get access access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off the promo code BellyUpFantasy at TrueClassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 
25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. All right, we're back with the MD's Fans Football Show, and I seem to be working now. <laughs> That's just the good news. Just a quick break to kind of reboot everything, I suppose. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We just went over our DFS lineups, Chris and I did, to try to win you guys some money that way. Now the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chad Suarez, is going to come on the show to try to help us win money by betting. Money is good. Money is very I like good. money. You money like- is good. So, so, what happened last week with our parlay? I, I don't remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, I'm losing connection. Uh, yeah, I'm my hair in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on. So, <laughs> I I have been a busy bee, hence the no um, wake and bake. Now, again, when I say there's no wake and bake, make sure we're clear. There's no show. Saturday at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's still friggin' early. So, um, and it really is. I mean, that's the life you live out here. The games, you know, the games are over early though. That's cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Well, does that mean, does that mean you're betting 7 o'clock in the morning or you're referring to the World Cup tomorrow? Well, no. In terms of the World Cup, we've, you know, I was getting up for the 2 o'clock games. This is, that's not even early. The American game ain't early for me. But I was all in, as you know. I told you I was all in. I got two future books when I went to Connecticut. I got Germany. They're already out. And then I have our parlay from that very first show where the Rams just, you know. Can you say shat the bed on the internet? Because they did. Oh, man. the Ram, not, We're not even, like, um, we're still four, what, four or five games out from the end of the season. They're already like, yep, towel's in. McVay today, like, oh, yeah, Stafford, clear concussion. Oh, yeah, he's going to be out of the neck. I, whatever excuse. What, what kind of excuse do I have to make up for? Okay, yeah, yeah. These guys aren't playing. Like, whatever we got to say, we're done. We're throwing in the towel, which is crazy because they don't have a first-round pick next year, so it's not like you're playing, trying to play for picks there either. Yeah, but again, they got a ring, so, you know, who knows? Who knows? Doing. I mean, the dynasties are hard. As you win in any sport – it's so hard to continue because people go, they get their money, whatever the case may be, whatever reason is that they they don't repeat, they don't repeat a lot. So who knows? They could be happy like clams. You know? Remember, they got a big time income property. They have a big time income property and a good solid tenant. From what I understand, the Chargers pay most of their bills on time. I was gonna say they also have a great example of this, Dan. They they, they watch the Clippers, but the Clippers do, and for basketball, yeah. they kind of. So it's very similar to what the Rams are doing right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just, we don't play our star guys anymore. Uh, before we get into the bets, we do have our giveaway: the Bill Bates jersey. It is time for the Wheel of Names, everybody. So let's go ahead and spin that wheel again. Like I said, it's only two names. There's only two winners this this month. There's only two people who are able to beat Chris and I in whether it was a tournament or if they went to Flex Dot Fan. Uh, at, Belly up SF ham- and played the MDFF show. What's up? I'm gonna say the hamsters don't look very motivated to keep you spinning very fast, but it's 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 it is spinning. It is it is spinning, but we're gonna do it really fast now. There we go. Here it goes. Here it goes. Spinning, spinning. It kind of like you did, Dan. When you, when you were talking to us earlier, we kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you call this thing again? 
The Wheel of Names. The Wheel of Dan is what we got. <laughs> you were just spinning on us. That oh, was man, pretty was funny. Bad. Um, but Brian and Killian, congratulations, Brian yes, and Killian. You it's are the winner of the building. I have said it before. I was a defensive player. I like defense, you know. And Bill Bates was a football player. That's a pretty cool gift right there. Yeah, three-time Super Bowl autographed jersey here. That will be going out. So here's the deal, Brian. If you're watching, I'm going to need your address. I will try to get in contact with you and ship this out as soon as I do. But, yes, Brian A. Killian, the winner of the autographed Bill Bates jersey. And this month kicks off the John Randall autographed jersey, NFL Top 100. Again, you can join by going one of two ways. Either get into the DFS tournament, which is the link for that is in the comments or on our social media pages at BellyMDFF Show. You can join for free or... Take me on head-to-head. Go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. Look for the MDFF show in the arena, and you can also win that way if you can beat me. Not too many people were able to do that last month. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hence only two names. Yes, it is Christmas here this week for us. Because <laughs> my, my son leaves for Brazil on the uh, 13th. So we're having Christmas Sunday night. Well, that's, that's As we speak, scary. now if, if you're an East Coast person, you'll understand. As we speak... There are three pounds of hot Italian sausage from Little Italy in a pot with probably 50 meatballs and I think a dozen or so short ribs. That's how we start the lasagna here. Casa de Filardi. Love it. That sounds delicious and wonderful. Let's talk about something else that would be wonderful. It would be wonderful to cash some tickets today, or I should say Sunday, actually. Well, let's go ahead and dive into some of these games. First up, we have what's a more interesting matchup than I probably thought it would have been had it been preseason, but the Jets are pretty good, and they're taking on a really good team in the Minnesota Vikings, too. It's in Minnesota. The Vikings are favored at minus three. The over-under set at 44 and a half. I do like Minnesota minus three, but what I like more is the over at 44 and a half. I think you're going to see some points scored in this game. I think both these guys get into the mid-20s. I think you might get closer to 50. So I'm actually taking the over as my bet for this week for this matchup. What do you think, Chris? Very interesting. I'm thinking 
I can hear you on the Vikings. I think someone's going to pick them to, you know, by Vegas. I like the Jets in this game, actually. I think the defensive matchup, the defense is really trending in the right way, and I think their pressure and their ability to kind of get the Kirk Cousins is going to be a problem. Having nobody, Jefferson, really stepping up um, as of late for the, you know, for the Vikings offense also bothers me. And I think you saw on the other side of the wall with Mike White, you know, really able to move this offense. I don't really care who's healthy at the running back position. What I do know is there's, there's multiple receivers with Jets involved. They can score points. It's like team's defense can't stop anybody necessarily. And I think when you look at it, the, the I can see five points being scored, but my interpretation is more so that the Vikings, can they score with the Jets' defense? Because defense has been quite good. My counter to that is the Jets' defense, since it's turned the corner, has not played a real quarterback during that time frame. So that's my one counter to that, and that's why I think it would be really interesting to see this week. By the way, I had this game projected at 24-21 to 21 in favor of the Minnesota Vikings, so I'm right there with Vegas as far as the line goes, but it does get you up to 45 on the over. Chaz, what are you looking at for this game? Yeah, I I do know that the the Jets haven't been giving up a lot of, of points, and they're still playing NFL teams, whether they're playing top teams or not. Right. You know, I mean, they're they're in a division where everybody's good and they all have winning records. This is on paper. This looks like a great game. The Jets in the first half, though, on the road, they're seven and zero, oh, seven straight wins against the spread. Uh, the Minnesota for the game this season. They have scored 24 or more and 7 of 9, and that would lean towards uh, your over. There you go. Okay, I will say also, Dan, with the different quarterback situations, the Jets actually go a lot more up-tempo, and as a result, right. the Vikings definitely have more up-tempo offense, so you can get more plays and a chance for that over. Well, Doesn't that Jet quarterback have like um, nine He's allowed nine good quarters, and then the reality kicks in like Cinderella. Isn't that what he did last year? I think well, he gave yeah, us nine quarters. So, and what he does, I talk, Chris and I talk about this all the time. What he does is very simple. It's the first read, and then it's the check down. And because he keeps it simple, and they actually have good weapons, that's good enough to score, along with, like Chris is saying, they go more, a little more up-tempo than normally would with Zach Wilson being the big key there, too. But let's move on. We got a lot of games to talk about, and we have a lock em in game for me next up. I wasn't ready with the, uh, with the drop for this one. Lock em in. It's a lock. I am locking in the Philadelphia Eagles at minus four and a half over the Tennessee Titans this week. AJ Brown gets his revenge at home. The over under, by the way, is set at 44. I'm not touching that. But without Caleb Farley, without the Tennessee Titans ability to be able to cover some of these wide receivers. And I think AJ Brown goes for at least two touchdowns himself, which will come into play when I talk about one of my player prop bets later in the show. Yes, I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game by more than four and a half points. What do you think, Chris? It's a really interesting take. I think, you know, definitely my heart's with you with the Eagles. I think they're the superior team, but I, I'm sure Chaz is going to talk about this. I believe Tennessee, until past this past week, had been undefeated versus the spread on the road. Um, <laughs> and I think that might have, you know, blew up a little bit this past week, but it had been. And they usually play tough, and this is a tough matchup. I, I know that I'm not sure if Davis is going to be back for the um, Eagles defense, but they, you know, got Sue. They got some different guys to help solidify that run defense. But Ben Jones coming back for the Tennessee is going to also be returning this week, which has definitely been the key for their running attack. With him out, him, their counter has been an average at best. Passing attack kind of found itself as a result. So this Tennessee team can kind of hang around with the Eagles. So it's going to be a little interesting. The four and a half number gives me kind of confidence with you. But I do think, you know, kind of some caution, the Tennessee does usually do pretty good on when they're the, the dogs, and they usually do travel pretty well. 
So what's the data telling us? Well, the data says this is going to be a hell of a football game, isn't well, it? Yeah, that should be. It should be a good man. A good physical football game. 100%. And I, you know, I, I, I have been all over Tennessee in the under for a while now, and this, and it went under again. But so, so here's the classic tale of two halves or two teams, right? You got a team like the Eagles, and the data tells me Philadelphia's games at home have gone over ten of eleven. Tennessee in the first half. For all their games, they allow 10 or less nine straight games. So you got a team that can't, doesn't give up points and gets a team that scores and something's going to give. But I think these are the kind of games when that happens, you kind of know who takes that first punch in the mouth and shakes it off. You know, Philly goes down the field and they score right away, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get to early in the second quarter and it's 7-3. Then, then the game stabilizes. You'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get to see, but I am locking in the field of Eagles, one of my lock bets of the week there. Let's move in. Oh, here's another one. I got another lock bet right off the Lock them in. It's a lock. The Cleveland Browns at minus seven over the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, again, another revenge game, does get his revenge. And the Cleveland Browns take care of business because I don't think the Houston Texans. Chris, is Kyle Allen still starting, right? Does it matter? I think well, I believe he is still. I actually think it does to some degree, uh, not not okay. hugely, but I, I think it does to some degree. As long as Kyle Allen's still the starter, Houston doesn't score more than fifteen points. I am taking the Cleveland Browns to cover at minus seven for me. But go ahead. I am all over that with your lock bet of the week. I one hundred percent agree with you. While I missed correctly, I thought Cleveland had quit on its season a week ago. They definitely showed oh. some fight against Tampa Bay. <laughs> Um, and I was very impressed with what they did. And I think that when you look at the Houston Texas team, you don't have to show any kind of fight. You could just show up basically. And I think we do know there's going to be some access to ground for Deshaun Watson's side. This offense, whether it's playing Cleveland or not, isn't going to be good. I think Pierce can have a decent game, but I think it's going to be enough. Even when he's been, you know, effective, they're still not scoring points. So I like the Cleveland in this game. And the data tells us. Uh, we've mentioned in the past the great record that Cleveland had against the spread in the first quarter. But listen to these numbers. Cleveland, for the game on the road, they allow 23-plus in seven straight games. Now, how the hell is Houston going to do that? Because in the first quarter this year, in their last eight games, Houston has seven points. That's right. They scored a touchdown in one of those games. In the other seven games, they got shut out. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be on Cleveland early and often. I love, it. I love it. Well, I love when we're all unanimous for one of my lock bets of the week. All right, so let's move on to another NFC East matchup. We got the Washington Commanders going up to New York, taking on the Giants, where the Giants are the underdogs at home. Commanders favored by minus two. And then also we have the over-under set at 40 and a half. And Chris, I don't want to bet this game. No, <laughs> if I had to pick somebody, which I try to pick somebody for the sake of the show, I would take the Giants plus two. I'm, I'll take the underdog here at home. I'm going to go with you. Um, I trust defensive coordinator for the Giants to actually can coach. I don't know anybody on either side of the Redskins that can coach. I'm sorry, the commanders that can coach. <laughs> Come um, on now, it's been years. I know, I know, I know. It's, <laughs> I got to kiss myself. Um, Ron Rivera takes me back in time. I'm sorry. Watching, watching Ron Rivera out there still takes me back in time. This is like you shouldn't be on any sidelines anymore. Um but yeah, so I know that I know that Washington's been winning as of late and kind of found itself. But it's like two teams basically playing each other. The difference for myself, I think, is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are the most explosive players probably on the offensive sides of either team outside Terry McLaurin for the you know, for Washington. 
So I'm going to go with the Giants probably in this game if I had to pick, but I don't want to either. Yeah, ultimately, I don't want to. Is there any way for us to actually win some money on this game, Chaz? Yeah, take Washington and the under. Bet the parlay. Okay. It's the only game that I've isolated the parlay the entire uh, schedule on Sunday. I like Washington because they're covering. And if you remember, the Jets, the Giants in the Meadowlands, we've talked about this for a long, long time. When they, They're like 2-20 and 20 or something under the number. I'm taking Washington and the under. I like teams that cover. Washington's playing good football. I mean, that whole division's playing good football. The thing is, they got to play each other now. So I think reality's going to kick in a little bit. Yeah, no. I like I like the under. I'm not going with the good football chart, Chaz, but I'll go with the under part. Definitely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, not expecting a lot of points in the, in that game. Uh, not expecting a lot of points in this game either, which is even lower over under the Denver Broncos going to the Baltimore Ravens. So this is this is one of those weird ones I like to talk about. The Ravens have a big line. They're favored by minus nine and a half, and yet the over-under is set at 39 and a half. So basically, they are setting this up where the Ravens are going to blow up the Broncos, and the Broncos aren't going to score it, which, by the way, that tracks. So I'm okay with taking the Ravens minus nine and a half and still taking the under on the 39 and a half because I don't know if Denver can score more than nine points in this game, frankly. Yeah. I want to say that until the fourth quarter happens for the Ravens. When the Ravens just implode. <laughs> just decided it's okay for anybody to score points for everywhere. Um, so having said that, I'm looking at this game where like Chaz usually does where he breaks it up by the halves and the quarters. And I'm looking where when will the Ravens kind of just you know start screwing themselves. Usually that happens in the second half. Usually by the fourth quarter it kicks in full gear. I like that they should win by you know double digits. The nine and a half win by ten you think it should cover. I'm not going to bet on it because the Ravens, to me, do not pass the eye test right now. Defensively, I think they were getting back on track, but offensively, I'm still concerned that they can't be anybody. This is a team that must start with Carolina and barely won. a really good opportunity for you to get right. Let's and and so is Carolina, and so is Jacksonville, and this is how they lost both the – well, they lost to Jacksonville, and Carolina, they almost tried to screw it up at the end of the game. So a whole 13-3 game of Carolina, I think Denver actually can do more um, and defensively, Denver's better. So that's where I'm a little concerned for Ravens covering. What's the data say, Chaz? The data doesn't trust Baltimore, that's for sure. Um, I have in the second half for Denver this year, in their last eight games, they've scored seven or less, seven out of those eight. Baltimore in the first half this year, in their last eight games, it's ten or less they've allowed. This game, actually, I gave out in my little uh, – you don't have the article I have to write for Vegas Insider. The totals, and it's an under and over, and a team total. This was the under for this week. Uh, I won with the Denver under last week. I, I It took a – there was a little nail-biting at the end. But you know what? The ticket cash is fine. Yep, and uh, I, I'm definitely with you on the under. I don't think we're going to see a lot of scoring in this game for sure. Two offenses which are struggling as two decent defenses. Uh, let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions. This one should have a lot more fireworks, and it's basically a pick 'em game. It's in Detroit, but they're only favored by one point. That's it. So basically a pick 'em situation. The over-under set at 51. I actually think that's a really good number. I had this game projected right at the 51 number, so I can't really go over-under. I am going to take Jacksonville to win, though. I just think they are the better team right now, in my in my opinion. So I will take Jacksonville to win this game. I can't really go the over-under with you. But what do you think, Chris? I'm don't know with the over under. I think it should be a higher scoring game, but it's a pretty good number. And I don't know if I really like either side. Um, but I do like to, 
I do like Detroit at home. I like how Detroit's been playing uh, as of late. Uh, the defense is getting better. The offense is kind of finding itself. I think they're going to continue to get healthier. I think it's a tough matchup for Jacksonville on the road. So I like Detroit in this game, and I think that they actually, you know, it was quite like a more pick'em game, but I think Detroit should cover and definitely should win this game. So what's the data say? Uh, over. Uh, but uh, it's funny. I'll tell you why it's funny. i got to find it first. This is Jacksonville, Detroit. Jacksonville for the game on the road, they allowed 26 or more on 6-7. Detroit for the game at home, they scored 25 or more in 8-9. Well, 26 and 25 is 51. That's the right. same number that's, you said. That's exactly what I had it projected out <laughs> yeah. to. That's what it came out yeah. to. I was like, ah. I, I laughed when I saw that, but I, I'm, I, I've got the over as one of my plays. Okay. But, right. but, but in that game, that is my team total over. Okay. For the for the article, the Lions team total over twenty five and a half. All right, I do like that. Uh, let's talk about this. Oh no, we have another pick'em game situation. Basically, we got the Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Falcons favored by minus one at home. The over under set at forty three. I do think the Steelers with TJ Watt back, the defense improving. I do think they're the better team here too. So I'm going to take the road dog, technically the road dog, and take the Pittsburgh Steelers here to win this game outright. What do you think, Chris? I don't know if I think there's a better team, but I think there's a better coach team right now where I still really question what Arthur Smith's doing offensively. And if he can't adjust versus Steelers defense, they're going to struggle because, like I talked about earlier, they can stop the run in Pittsburgh. You're not going to run all over this team. So if they actually open it up and used different you know, a, a strategies, in a sense, for their offense, they could, I think, win this yeah, game in right. Atlanta. I know. So as, <laughs> as, I, as I mockingly say that, I do think that that's where I think Pittsburgh does win this game because Atlanta has not shown you that. And Pittsburgh's offense is trending in the right direction, too. It's, it's removing the ball versus Atlanta defense that not, has not been good either. So, Chaz, what are you seeing? Yeah, the data is just so funny because Pittsburgh in the second half this year, they've scored 10 or less in seven straight. But Atlanta in the first half this year, they've allowed 10-plus and 11 of 11. So, I mean, it's really like none of neither of these teams wants to win. What are their records? Oh, never mind. Exactly. exactly. Actually, Atlanta was in first place for a while. I shouldn't say anything about them, right? Well, that's that just due to sad, sad, sad circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're, if you're a fan, you take first place any way you get it, man. That's true, I guess. Uh, let's talk about uh, well, let's talk about Chicago, Green Bay. So Green Bay's on the road going to Chicago. The over/unders at forty-five, and Green Bay is favored at minus three and a half as the road team, as they should be. The good news for Chicago is that Justin Fields is going to play. He's, he's not even questionable heading into this game. So I guess you could take that. I mean, watching Jalen Hurts run around, maybe you think Fields can run around. You can actually do something. But Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. Even when he's terrible, he owns Chicago. So I will take the Packers to win this game by minus three and a half. Even though that's we've, burned me many, many times in the past. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> because, uh, no, no, we've sat here week after week. And been burned by the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers in particular, thinking we're going to see something we've seen in the past, waiting for it to come to kind of get back on track. But the one week we were definitely not wrong was when they played Chicago. <laughs> so I'm going to keep riding that until the day that I die. And Aaron Rodgers knows, like I know, that he Aaron Rodgers had no intention of missing the game. He feels like he could probably just be on a wheelchair out there and just automatically win a game because he's playing Chicago. So I think Aaron Rodgers knows his game's already won as we all do, and the Chicago defense has already given up the season. Just physical help, but... I know you and I had that debate recently where, where, you know, people were talking about, you know, the Packers, so they just shut Aaron Rodgers down for the rest of the year, and I was just like, 
Hey, it's, it's not going to happen. Clearly, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to be shut down, especially not for this game. He has two injuries. It was just like, nope, there's no way I'm missing it. <laughs> here we go. So, Jazz, what are you seeing here? This is a good one as well. Uh, Green Bay for the game on the road against the spread is one and eight in their last nine. <laughs> Chicago for the first half at home against the spread in the last nine. They're one and eight against the spread too. Two more teams. Nobody wants to win. Oh, man, it's fantastic, isn't it? Here's a game. Chris, Miami, San Francisco, is, is this your game of the week? I, I think it's a tie between them and Kansas City and the Bengals for me. I think I think it has to be one of those two matchups. A lot of revenge narratives, though, in the Dolphins 49ers games makes it a little bit interesting. Uh, what, what do you think? Which one's the game for the week for you? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I'm probably going to lean towards the Chiefs and Cincinnati just because I'm, I'm more, more statistically pleasing overall as a game for myself. Um, I think the, the 49ers have a lot of weapons, and the Dolphins have to do too, but I think they know each other very well, so I'm kind of interested to see how this kind of unfolds. Will it be, you know, both teams are kind of outdoing each other, or will it be, I know what you're going to call next, and I'm sitting on it. As you kind of alluded to, with you know, Bose is going to be a, a great equalizer for the 49er defense. I think the passing attack of you know, Miami is built to kind of get the ball rid of the ball quickly, and also the speed receivers are going to be a problem for your team. So this game to me is really hard to pick. The difference for myself is that the Dolphins' defense is pathetic. So until that changes, I still have to go to San Francisco at home, and 49ers should be able to run the ball in this game. So I think the 49ers should be able to win this game. And it's, it's a minus four stat line. I think this game will be decided by more than a field goal, uh, quite frankly. And the over-under, by the way, of 46-and-a-half. I'm not touching the over-under. This game's going to go one of two ways. It either is going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game or it's going to be a muck-em-up. We know each other too well, kind of like you alluded to, and it wants to be an ugly type of situation. So I'm staying away from the over-under personally, but I am going to take San Francisco minus four. I always feel a little uneasy when I'm picking my team, though. But Chaz, what are you seeing on the data? Miami for the game on the road, they allow 27 plus in six straight games. San Francisco for the first half at home, they score 10 plus in eight of nine. This game is the only game where I said, not only am I going to bet San Francisco, I'm going to bet him again at the half. All right. Well, I like the confidence. You're more confident than I am, and it makes me happy on the inside. Hey, I got another lock them in game for you guys. Lock them in. It's a lock. I am taking. The Seattle Seahawks at minus seven. I can't believe it's only seven against the Los Angeles Rams with the over-under set at 41. The Rams don't have anybody left. Even the one thing they had, which was a defense that could keep some people in check, it's not going to have Aaron Donald on it now. They're done. They're they're over the season. They're playing for next year. Locking Seattle at minus seven. Right, Chris? 
Yeah, no, I'm going to stick to that. The only reason I think that, you know, it might be a little low number is I got really cautious of the number last week, and I was like, how could they be only favored by three and a half versus the Raiders who stink? And then we watched Josh Jacobs basically on one leg run all over Seattle by himself. So I don't know how many people on Rams you need to have to beat Seattle's defense right now, but I do agree with you that the Rams, Seattle's offense should be able to still move the ball and score enough points to kind of win this game. And Rams cover. offense hasn't um, the ball against anybody though, so I don't think they're going to be. Able no, to they have it, not with the Raiders. They have not. They have not. But I haven't really seen Josh Jacobs going 300 yards versus anybody else yet either this year. So as I said, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, yards anyway. I, and I tend to agree with you. I definitely no, exactly. Um, so I tend to, tend to agree with you that it should be the Seattle Seahawks, and it should be a, a weird number that it shouldn't only be more than seven. But I understand why Vegas might be digging at us because they did stuck with me last week. <laughs> what do you see in the data, Jazz? Yeah, uh, Seattle in the, in the second half this year, they scored 13 plus seven of eight games. And the, and the Rams aren't scoring, especially if they're not scoring at home either. Yeah. They've scored, what do they score? 24 or less in uh, six of seven. Yeah, so I have this game right now projected at a 26 to 15 game. Uh, that's what I have it coming out to. So that would cover everything that we've talked about there. Uh, so that's my lot. It's my third and last lock them in. We'll get to my underdog pick. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. We skipped over my underdog pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars, guys, was my lock them in underdog pick, by the way. Okay, so that's all the lock them in. Let's talk about the highest, which should be the highest scoring game of the week. Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game is in Cincinnati, which I think makes this a little bit more interesting for the Bengals. They are the underdog. The Chiefs are favored at minus two. The over-under is set at 52 and a half. And I think that's mighty disrespectful for them to be the underdog at home. So I'm taking Cincinnati to win this game outright. I think they actually get the job done in Cincinnati. If it was in Kansas City, I'd be feeling the other way. But you know what? With Chase back and the Bengals having the better defense of the two, I'm taking the Bengals to win this game outright. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think that's no, not a bad call. I don't know if so hundred percent with you. I do think you know the track record's on your side. This team beat uh, beat up Kansas City last week, last year I should say, was a team that knocked them out of the playoffs as well. I do wonder if that cuts Patrick Mahomes' attention a little bit extra. It's the only team he has a losing record versus in the NFL is one and two versus Kansas City of all I mean versus Cincinnati all time. So usually when Patrick Mahomes is a little bit frustrated and he has something to grind, that offense shows up. I do like Cincinnati's offense to kind of match with the firepower in some senses, but I do like how Cincinnati's defense is trending, so I do like the Chiefs in this game. Oh, so what's the data? Break the tie with the data here. Kansas City in the first half on the road in their last six of sevens have scored 13 or more. And understand, 13 or more is pretty much where you need to be to have team total wins, you know, and, and get overs. That's kind of a good number. Cincinnati for the game at home against the spread, they're eight and one in their last nine. This game is my third game in my uh, Vegas Insider totals parlay or not it's not a parlay just article it's kansas city cincinnati over 52 and a half and i like what chris said well that i do like i have this game actually going for 60 projected for so i'm 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 with you i'm with you there uh let's go into another game we're gonna have some we're actually gonna have some high scoring guys i'm finally seeing multiple games in the 50s it's about freaking time the chargers against the raiders going to las vegas another pickup situation the raiders are favored by minus one the over-under set at 50. I think people are a little too hyped up on what the Raiders did in Seattle last week. I do think the Chargers actually win this game. 
But we saw last week they only won the game by one point. But I would take them to win this game plus one if you want to make sure it goes on your side for that. I do think there's a good shot for the over on this as well. But I do like the Chargers at plus one. What do you think, Chris? I like the Chargers plus one as well. I think people, you know, Derek Carr's been playing better the last few weeks. He kind of talked about this in other fantasy shows about, you know, featuring Darabonte Adams, featuring Jacobs. Jacobs is banged up, is hurt. I know he's been really effective, but he only went for, you know, uh, 22 yards. I think it's the first matchup they played this earlier in this year. So he hasn't owned necessarily the Chargers. And the Chargers defense-wise can be exploited. I think they're going to keep it close enough and the offense is getting healthier on, on the Chargers side. This is a game that they kind of need. I think Raiders kind of, you know, run into reality and this ends the kind of hope of kind of rebounding and, you know, somehow saving the season. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. But, but Chaz, do you agree? Chargers, first half on the road. They allowed 10-plus and nine straight. Vegas, half one overall, allowed 10-plus and nine straight. Yeah, could be a high-scoring game. I wouldn't touch it because both of those franchises suck. Yeah, no, that's that's a valid point as well. <laughs> the Sunday night game, it's, it's, it's such a letdown. So Indianapolis Colts, they're going into Dallas. I don't want to see the Colts on Sunday night. I don't mind Dallas. I just don't want to see the Colts on Sunday night. But anyway, Cowboys are favored at minus 10.5. The over-under set at 44.5. I think that's a big line considering the Colts have been playing better. But they got banged up in their in their secondary. They got banged up on their offensive line. So I think the Cowboys actually, I think they stopped the, I think they stopped the Colts out. I think the, the Colts score no more than 10 or 14 points in this game. And they do cover by plus 11 here. So I am going to take the Cowboys to cover that big line. Chris, say you. I think I agree with most of that, except for I don't think they crossed like seventy three twenty four fourteen. Um, so it's going to be perfectly <laughs> right fair. on that line. It's where I think it's going to be only ten point, and I think that's where Dallas does. You know, Dallas doesn't necessarily put away teams usually they are, are supposed to. They showed out well this past week, and kind of people were getting really excited about what they're kind of doing offensively. But this Colts defense, banged up or not, has been really good for the most part of the season. They tackle, they do a lot of things, they kind of keep things in front of them. And they've been kind of keeping the score low. We saw them versus the Eagles. They kept the score low. They kept the game in front of them. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball versus, with Jonathan Taylor versus the Dallas defense and keep the game close. I think Dallas should ultimately win because they're more talented. But I think the Colts will kind of grind it up, make it their style. Potential. Uh, Chaz, what say you? Indy, half one. For their last 12 games, the unders 10-2. and two. So Chris had mentioned that. Didn't matter who they're playing, right? 12 games. This is the whole season, pretty much. Dallas in the second half against the spread this year in their last nine or eight and one. I I really think this is going to be a very similar to the Thanksgiving game. Uh, I'm on the under in this game. I like Dallas as well. The problem is that it's, you know, 43. And so if Dallas you know, kicks in and doesn't stop scoring. And, you know, Dallas will score at home. They like to score. They'll score if they can score. Um, but that's what I'm leaning. So I like that, that 26 to 10. Is that what Chris said? 26, 14. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 14. It's I, I just, do... it, it's 43. You know, 43 is a normal under, but for a while we had, that was a low number. Now we're getting 36s and stuff. No, I know. It's annoying. But I do think the 44-and-a-half number is kind of high for this game. So I, I do agree with the under. Uh, the Monday night game, and the last game we'll talk about here, the Bucks and the Saints. The Bucks at minus 3-and-a-half at home. The over-under set at 40-and-a-half. The dismalness of the NFC South is a joke this season. But for this game, as far as cashing tickets are concerned, 
It's Andy Dalton playing on Monday night. I'm taking the Bucks to cover at minus three and a half. So what say you, Chris? <laughs> that I wish, I wish, wish, wish it was that simple. I just want to counter with my mind. <laughs> hold on. I want to counter with it's Tom Brady versus the Saints in the regular season. Yeah. He is care. awful, Dan. Like, did you this is a team that shut out nine nothing by this Saints team. So don't forget the Saints team owns. Tom Brady and owns his offense. That's my only trepidation. I agree with you. I think Dalton sucks. I do not want to touch this game. I don't want to watch this game. <laughs> I defer anything that Chaz says about this game because that's how I'll bet on it. I just, I, I am with you. I think Dalton sucks in prime time, but Tom Brady sucks versus the Saints. So you tell me what's going to happen. Well, Jazz, how about you tell us what's going to happen? New Orleans in the first half, uh, two and eight against the spread in their last ten. Tampa Bay in the first half have gone under one in ten. So you got a team that can't score. It's an awful low under two. It's forty, right? Uh, yeah, I'm leaning on the under here, but um, what what I'm doing Monday night is to be determined. Still, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris Chris made it clear he's not watching, and I'm not going to go that. I'm, that, I'm not going Chad all in that, are I? I'm sneaking over Chad's against the lasagna. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to there do you now. go. And as you know. There are some things that are really, really better the next time you have them, and lasagna falls on that list. That that's valid. It is always better the next. Oh, no, we're I mean we're cooking Thursday to make lasagna on Friday to cook it the first time on Saturday, so we can reheat it on Christmas Day in our house Sunday. Um, oh my God, it's going to be so good. This is going to be a great whole game. milk too. You know what? You come to my house with part skim milk mutts. All right. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> We're all babies in this house. We need to be fed as such. That's right, man. Give me a whole milk mozzarella. Uh, all right, Chris, let's go through our player props, and then we can hit our parlay on the way out the door. So I talked about the Eagles game, and I said I, A.J. Brown's going to get two touchdowns, I think. So uh, I'm going over on the player prop for Jalen Hurts, who only has one and a half passing touchdowns as his over-under for the line this week. So I'm I'm hammering you over on that one. Yeah, I, I love the overall on that one. This is talking about Tennessee secondary. It's you know, as you talk about Farley's been out, it's not it's definitely exploitable. I think this is a game that you're gonna see them target the receivers a lot, and I think it's gonna take advantage of it. I love that number. Uh this one I think you'll agree with too, based on your analysis of this game. Patrick Mahomes set at two and a half passing touchdowns. I do think he gets three against Cincinnati Bengals. That's an interesting one. I do think he should get three. It's a it's a good number just because I think that you could see that you know it's Kansas City running the ball a little bit more in this game and maybe get his rushing touchdown so it could kind of keep it close. But Patrick Mahomes usually when he plays his A game usually has for touchdowns or more. So I I don't love that as much as the first one, but I do think it's something you could take a chance chance on. Getting to AJ Brown, his number is only seventy four and a half receiving yards. I'm on the over on that one against Tennessee. <sighs> that one I'm not gonna touch. I, I love the opportunity for AJ Brown. But I also know Mike Brable is a very good coach. I wouldn't would not be shocked if they're not going to let anybody not beat them. It's not going to be AJ Brown's not going to beat them. So I'm kind of curious to see how that unfolds. I think AJ is too good for anybody in their secondary to be able to cover him, and that's I, I think he gets his revenge, 100 yards at least. Uh, and Brandon Ayuk, we talked about the 49ers and whether or not Debo might not play in the first half of the show. I don't know that he will. Brandon Ayuk's number is only 59 and a half against the Miami Dolphins right now. He's gotten that five of the last six times. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk over on 59 and a half. 
Yeah, I don't care if the other players or not. This is the receiver one in the passing attack right now. It has been for about eight or nine weeks now. Brandon, he continues to be that guy or a nice matchup versus Dolphins who have not stopped anybody in the secondary. So I like Brandon this week. Oh, I love it. All right, Chas, you ready for the parlay? I probably should go last. Okay, that works. I'll go first. I'm taking Seattle minus seven against the Rams. Go, Chris. I'm going to go a revenge game, and I'm going to take Deshaun. I love Deshaun Watson. I do love him versus the Texans this week, and I think that they're going to cover and beat the Texans down. All right, so Cleveland minus seven for Chris. That's two lock bets for me, too, by the way. So, Chaz, what say you? Well, you know, I'm looking at – I want to bet a team that I think is the best team, and they're playing the worst team, so I'm going with Dallas. Okay. Dallas covering minus 10.5 in the Sunday night game against the Colts. So that's, that's what you got there. You got Seattle minus 7, the Browns minus 7, Dallas minus 10.5, and, and that is the MD's parlay of the week. I was leaning San Francisco, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I really could see Dallas, you know, winning 27 to six or something, huh? Yeah. No, I, I can't argue with that at all. Not, not one iota. So guys, it's going to do it for the show. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Keep up to date with us on your podcast app because we have a lot of shows from the week to help you get ready. Our Wednesday and Thursday shows in particular, we're previewing the week. I mean, that content doesn't expire until Sunday morning. Make sure you hook us up with our tournament plays. We have the link for the DFS in the comments, also on social media at Billy Up MDFF Show. It's free to join for the John Randall jersey in December. And the best way probably to try to get your name in is just to take me on head to head with your either sleeper or Yahoo team by going to flex.fan slash belly up FF, registering for free, looking for the MDFF show in the arena. Take me on. If you win, your name will also go into the wheel of names for the month of December and was probably going to be the last month of giveaways as well. We'll end it on that year. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Chris, we'll see you Tuesday night for Billy Fantasy Live. Yes, you will. We'll be on back returning Tuesday, giving you some guys advice on who to pick up and play this week. And then I'm sure we also have Mr. Chad Flaherty. I know we're not going to have this week, Chad, but when do we get to see you again? You know, I, I'm playing it by ear. I'm, I'm assuming I'm coming back next week. You know what? The Georgia football nightmare that I've lived through is, is coming to an end. So at some point in time, I'm going to spend about 162 hours uh, shipping footballs. Chad, real quick, where are, we, where, are we, where are we reading from you again? You were talking about earlier that you're writing different articles. Yeah, a Vegas that? Insider. You go to Vegas Insider under the authors. I'm on there. I'm doing pretty good, you know, but they pay me, which is nice. So I try to do my job and, and, and like pick winners. And when I don't have winners, I like last night I'm doing college basketball. And if you know me, you know I'll talk college basketball the week of the tournament for the conferences before March Madness. Otherwise, don't get it. So they're paying me, so I'm becoming really knowledgeable at basketball. I went 3-1. and one. Nice. Very, yeah. Very, very well done. Uh, so make, sure check him out. make sure you check them out at Second Half Chaz on social media as well. So that's going to do it for the show. So Chaz, as you always like to say, always be cashing. Guys, have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.